Happy Teriyaki Tuesday. So I'm feeling a little uh, unwell today, and I'm going to explain why I'm feeling not great right now. But today's episode, I'm actually going to talk about English, as this is one of the topics, main topics of my podcast. And specifically, I'm going to talk about how I improved my speaking skills and. Listening skills, but before we get into the episode, I want to talk about my life first because obviously that's important. <laughs> the last time I uploaded my episode, I didn't have a job. I wasn't even a student, but now <laughs> I have a job and I'm supposedly be self-employed, which it sounds like, which actually sounds very cool when you think about like I'm not. Just a part timer. I mean, I kind of am a part timer, but also I I get to call myself self employed because of the contract that I signed. And I'm not gonna give you that much detail, but、uh, to briefly talk about it, I teach English online and I sometimes teach Japanese as well. And it's actually very interesting for me because I'm taking online courses to be a certified English teacher, and this job is getting me, giving me the experience that I want to have as like a future English teacher, and it's very nice, you know. So I really, I really enjoy it, and I get to meet many people、uh, while I'm working, and I can just have. Really nice conversation as I do lessons. You know, I really love my job, and so far it's been great. And、um, as I、uh, do more lessons, I'm learning more, and、um, I think it's it's fitting very well. And because I can work online, I don't have to go outside or get dressed or put my put some makeup on to make myself look presentable, which is really nice. So that's a little bit of an update about my public life. Here's another update about my private life, and it's not even that private, but I'll just talk about it. So I think in episode six, where I talked about I think、uh, talking to strangers. In the intro, I talked about this annoying driving. Instructor. So today I went to my driving course or class today, and that was actually the last session I had before taking the exam or test, whichever you want to call it.、And、there he fucking was. For those of you who have listened to、uh, episode six, you probably kind of have a picture of what kind of person he is, and、um, I think today because I. I was with him for fifty minutes. I think I have a better picture of what kind of person he is, and he was very aggravating and gaslighting as well, which I hated. I don't know why he's so mean and not so professional. To give you specific details, <laughs> let me elaborate. I have so many things to say about him. So I get in the car, and he's coming. And we're like saying hi, and、uh, before I take the test, it's like、uh, a lesson where the instructor has to decide, like if this person is okay to take the test or if the person still needs other time to、uh, practice driving. So we were doing it, and、um, as we got on the car and started driving, I had to 
uh, park the car first. And when we started the session, he was like, "You can ask me any questions, and this is the last time you can ask questions before the test because you can't ask any questions during the test." So I was asking him a question, and he's like, he didn't even answer. He's like, "What do you think?" I mean, didn't you? You know, tell me nicely that I could ask questions because this is the last session. Did you lie to me? So that was my reaction. But you know, I can't, I can't be too honest in the car because I'm literally、um, alone with the person for fifteen minutes, and I don't want to make it more awkward than it already is. So I'm like, just like calm the fuck down. I can't. I can't just you know do stuff, and I was you know ba-、uh, practicing、uh, to park the car, and I was doing it, but I, <laughs> I fucked up some part, and the tire got slipped. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. Also, not reinforcing the stereotypical idea that Asian women can't drive, but in this case, I I I couldn't park the car right, and he's like, "Well, just keep doing it." And I'm like, okay, this is this is already not good. And he's like, and after the session, he's like full blown getting angry that the fact that I didn't do it right. I mean, come on, can you be a little nicer? I mean, I'm I'm supposed I'm not supposed to、uh, be a driving master because I'm still learning how to drive. And can you can you just be nice, you know? And um. Apparently, after I finish parking the car, I'm supposed to say something like "I'm done" or "Okay," and I didn't say it because last,、uh, because before、uh, I took his lesson, I was also practicing it with another instructor, and he didn't say anything about it, so I I forgot, and he pointed it out immediately. He's like, "Do you know why I'm stopping the car?" And、I'm like I have no idea. Like, can you please tell me? I'm like scared. I don't want to say anything to make him even more upset when he's already upset. And、um, I'm like, can you please tell me? And he's like, oh, you don't know. And I'm like, I don't know because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, okay.、Um, so when you finish parking the car and before you get out of the parking lot, you should say that you're done. And I understand if. Uh, your instructor didn't tell you because that's our fault. But if you just forgot, that's on you. I'm like, you don't have to full blown shit on me like that. You can just say, hey, when you're done, just please make sure to say you're done. I teach English, <laughs> and it's not something that you're supposed to do to like make your students feel like shit. Because teachers are supposed to create an environment where students can learn comfortably. And he was not doing that, so I fully criticize him for that. And after we were done of that,、um, we went out to the the roads, and I'm like driving, and he's like saying all the stuff. I'm like, whatever, just please shut the fuck up, because if you keep talking like that, I cannot focus. And he kept talking, and I'm like, okay, driving. I I got something wrong while I was driving because there was like a yellow line and you're not supposed to cross the yellow line and I was gonna cross that but I was like I decided not to because I thought that would be a wrong decision and he was like so why didn't you change the lanes and I'm like because I thought this this and that and he's like no 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 you can't because you were trying to avoid an obstacle I'm like yes I know but. When you are sitting 
right next to me and saying all the bullshit when I, whenever I do something wrong, my thought immediately goes, okay, I don't want to make any mistakes so that I don't aggravate him. And even when I was driving, he would ask me many questions and I would answer. But if I get it wrong, he will keep asking me questions until I get it right. And it's like, if I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, I understand that I'm supposed to know that because I, you know, if I test, if I pass a test, I'll be driving out there. But also, like, sometimes his, his questions aren't even that good. He sucks at asking questions. Like, he could be more clear and precise, and he was not. So I'm, like, asking, his que- asking him questions when he asks me questions because I didn't understand a question. And he's like, uh, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm like, can you just, like, elaborate a little more? Because I really can't understand your question, and I'm trying my best to understand but it's just not working. And when he asks me questions, it's like, if I don't say anything, he'll continue to ask questions. But if I get the wrong answer, he will shit on me that I got it wrong. But you don't have to do that. You know, like if you could just say, oh, no, no, that's not true. You, you should, you know, do this and that because what you said is not true. How simple can that be? You know, you don't have to be like, oh, you're wrong. I <laughs> mean, come on I get it I'm wrong fine you could be nicer so I'm like aggravated so much and he's gaslighting me and I wonder if he's like that to every one of his students because it's not normal and it's not acceptable I don't think I did not want to tolerate with that and uh, we were actually going to go over to uh courses the driving courses i mean like the routes but i couldn't go to another one because he kept giving me longer speeches and kept stopping the car because of my wrongdoings or whatever i'm not sorry i feel sorry for him (laughs) that's it his appearance has nothing to do with his job performance as an instructor but his it's part of why he's so aggravating that he's so like fat and short. It's like, and he's he's married too. And I'm like, how did you even get married? You know, tell me the secret. What did you do? What did you? <laughs> he's like trying to come off as nice, but what he's saying is so mean and hateful. I'm like, dude, are you okay? But, anyways, to get back on to the main topic of today. So because of my Twitter um, and my tweets, the, the ratio of my Japanese listeners is going up. And I want to uh, create content that, that match with my audience. And for today's episode, I thought I would talk about um, how I learn English, uh, specifically about speaking and listening as uh, part two of practice speaking to speak. And um, I actually got some questions from Twitter, which I will answer. But as to address uh, my first topic, uh, someone asked me, so how are you practicing your speaking throughout one week? To answer this question, I don't speak, I don't practice speaking as much as I used to now, because now I feel like I have this like level of speaking spe- 
my god, speaking skills, and I can fully have conversations, and I can fully、uh, express my thoughts in English. And sometimes, you know, I I I try to. I mean, I have I have to take time to find the right word, but it also happens in Japanese, which I don't think is a problem.、Um, I think it's most、uh, efficient to do all four skills at the same time to learn English. But you know, I will mainly talk about speaking this week. Yeah, let me talk about things I did to practice speaking、uh, when I was actually like speaking. I'm、um, <laughs> when I was actually practicing practicing. Um, and the key I can only give you, this is actually very important. Consume and interact with as much English material as you can. And、um, when I asked my English teacher the same question, as to how how can someone improve their English, and、uh, this is a teacher that I respect a lot. He get he said he said fucking read. <laughs> That's all. So, to to give you his advice as well, I can only say like, just please read as much English as you can, and please listen to as much English as you can, and please use as much English as you can to improve your English. Because if you don't use it, you're not gonna learn it. And actually, the the other English teacher I had used to say, "Use it or lose it." So. If you don't have it, you can build it up. But if you already have your skill, please just continue to practice or continue to use it. And、um, I can list out things that I did、uh, in a chronological order because, you know, I've been learning English for seven years now, and depending on which life stage I was in, I was、uh, doing different things. So. The first thing I started doing was definitely like singing along to Disney music. And it's actually very good because Disney Disney songs have cute but also like some high levelish words in lyrics, and so the grammar structure isn't as complex. So if you can sing along or read the lyrics and can understand eighty percent, I would say that's okay. And、um, I was only doing this because I loved the movie Frozen. And I was just like constantly listening to that, the music, and constantly singing along, like basically doing karaoke. And I mean, I think it really works. But some people say like when you、uh, learn English from songs, they may not follow、uh, correct grammatical order or、uh, pronounce words correctly. So that's one thing you should be careful. But on the whole. The grammar isn't that modified, and you can still learn a lot from that, especially words. And it's actually a good practice to speak because if you can sing along to songs, that means you can speak at that speed, or or so I think. So that's what I was doing when I was in elementary school, and when I went to middle school, of course I would read.、Uh, Middle school English textbooks, and I really recommend it because they have simple sentences that you can use for the rest of your life. And when you learn grammar, which you do in middle school, what you should focus on is to get the the sentence structure. So if you could memorize the sentence, like "What time did you wake up this morning?" 
You can use that sentence to like, what time did you go shopping yesterday? What time are you going to see your family tomorrow? That sort of thing. So, what I look at grammar, it's kind of like a, it's like a puzzle that already has a, a shape, and you sort of have to put the puzzle pieces in in order to create sentences that's grammatically grammatically correct. So in that sense, reading uh, Chugaku Eigo textbooks really works because you sort of get the sense of the grammatical structure as well as uh, you know speaking,、uh, practicing speaking. And、uh, ondaku is actually very important. And、uh, some people say like the most fundamental part of language learning is listening, and then you move on to speaking, and then you start reading stuff, and then you you write, and that's how babies learn a language. But some people also say when you're an adult, you can't learn like that. So people, you know, start from learning grammar, and they start writing sentences and try to、uh, strengthen their speaking skills. Wait, what? And listening, listening skills. So you could do that, but if you could learn language from a natural order and slowly build it up, you probably have a higher level of the language that you're learning. So you know, I started from listening to music, and then I started, and then I started speaking, and I started reading more, and I'm at my writing phase. <laughs> But my speaking phase was quite long. It was like three years, and then I got to the reading phase where I spent like two years, I think. And I'm now in my writing phase, if that makes sense. But you know, you can you can do the order that makes the most sense for you. So I don't think it's that important. I don't know. I just found reading was really fun because hearing myself speak English is like something new. Like I'm not used to. Uh, hearing myself speak English because I've spoken Japanese for almost my entire life, and suddenly I start speaking English, and it's like so so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, and another thing I did for speaking, obviously, for、uh, most people might know, but Wiki the the app refer to episode three and episode six. I don't think no one can surpass the amount of time I spent on Wiki trying to speak English. Because I was on it constantly, and I was I would go on to wake it every single day and spend three hours or more than that, and you know I <laughs> I've made over twenty five hundred calls on Wakey, which is very shocking. I I don't I didn't even know that I had that many calls on Wakey, and um I really recommend. Speaking English on the phone with someone online because fortunately there are many English speakers in the world that you can practice your English with. And if it's like Spanish, there aren't that many speakers, and it becomes harder to、uh, practice speaking with them. And you you actively have to search for people who would help you learn Spanish. But for English, it's like many people in the world already speak it, or at least to some extent. So, some people can't be nice enough to help you out with that. But you should also be like proactively trying to speak because if you're like、uh, not saying anything, they will obviously hang up on you. So that's that. As in when I was in high,、uh, I mean middle school, I was like listening to many 
English music and watching many English movies and shows and talking on Wiki. And you know, that time I was practicing my conversational skills. And as you can tell, I already have that like high level of conversation English skills, but it's actually the other reason why I have to work on my academic English skills because I have been neglecting those skills for a long time, which is not fun. <laughs> and the next one actually is watching Netflix movies, YouTube, etc. Any platform that you can think of that is a video and fun to watch. And you can, of course, you can watch TED Talk, but TED Talk isn't as interesting as watching your favorite show on Netflix. To me, it was not. <laughs> you know, TED Talk is actually very fun when you get to a certain level of English because now you can understand a lot and you can pay attention to the body language they're doing and, you know, how they're presenting and their, their style of presentation. But for uh, beginners, I think I will recommend watching Netflix or movies and. At that time, I had my favorite shows, and I was mainly watching 13 Reasons Why, Orange is the New Black, Black Mirror, and Queer Eye. And 13 Reasons Why really helped me develop uh, the, the speaking skills that is age-appropriate for me, because 13 Reasons Why is a show about teenagers and teenagers in high school. And when I was watching it, I was in grade nine so that's the last year of middle school which is you know pretty close to the age that um that the characters were in the show and um i would watch it many times over and over and it's like you're learning english in a context where you are spending your life stage that moment so that means like you can learn so many words that you can use you know if you are to go to high school in America or something. So that's, I think, mostly where I learned some of the terms. And I remember specifically, I, I learned the word council from 13 Reasons Why because they were talking about it quite a lot. And I was like, what does council mean? And I would look it up and here I have the word. So what I recommend doing for watching any shows, please put subtitles in English and read along. And if the subtitles match with the sound, you can kind of get the, the feeling, you know. Don't search the word even if you don't know that. And try to guess the meaning from the context. And if you can't do that, um, you can start from watching shows with Japanese subtitles on. And after you, you understood the story, you can put the English subtitles on. And if, you, if there are some words that you don't know, you can sort of guess the meaning from, from the story that you already know because you've already watched it. And then after you're done with that stage, you can, uh, you, um, you cannot put any subtitles and um, sort of uh, try to focus on the listening. So that's what I recommend doing. Whenever you come across with new words, you don't have to try to search it up unless you feel like it. You know, if you feel like it's important to understand the context, you should certainly look it up. But to do that when you don't know how to spell. It's either you try to voice record it and put it into spelling because your phone can do that or try to guess the spelling and put it in Google. And even if you got the spelling wrong, they will tell you what you might be thinking to mean. That's how I learn new words and 
you know, it's easier to put the Japanese subtitles on because you'll understand everything, but sometimes just it doesn't follow along the, the grammatical structure in Japanese, so I recommend uh, using English subtitles uh, as to interact with more English material or more English just in general. Um, when I was watching Lucifer on Netflix, uh, Lucifer is actually like a detective kind of like thriller but also like fantasy-ish show um they were saying the word precinct a lot and it means like a place where police officers or detectives go for work basically (laughs) but i didn't know what it meant but i remember hearing the word in brooklyn 99 and lucifer quite a lot and i was wondering what that word meant but I didn't know how to spell, so I would go to my phone and try to voice spell it, precinct. And there I have the meaning. And that's when I go, oh, so this is what it means. And, you know, I I could kind of guess the the meaning from the context of the shows. But when your guess and the definition of the word match, it is so exciting. (laughs) I sound like a nerd. But... I'm telling you, like, it's so, it's such a nice feeling because you'll feel like, oh, yeah, I was right. And, you know, if you can find shows that you really enjoy, that's really nice. If you can, you know, have fun while watching a show without feeling like you're actually studying English, that's actually the best because you can have fun while you learn and absorb English. And that way you'll probably improve a lot. Next one, uh, reading books. Pick a book that you like, the book that talks about your interests. Like, you know, for example, I like psychology, so I like reading books on psychology quite a bit. So if you have your favorite genre, etc., you can find a book from that uh, field. And if you go to a bookstore, they might have different sections for different levels of English. And if you can pick a book, you know, that you like or you think you like, that'd be great. I, you know, recently I started searching up the words that I that I come across in books, but before I, I never did that because I could kind of guess the meaning of the context and I would read through. And, you know, if the word doesn't match with the definition I was thinking of, I would search it up to make sure that I was understanding right. But most of the cases I, I get through. But, you know, some people really don't like reading, which I understand because I don't even like reading either, but really helps when you get to a certain level of English and you have to strengthen your skills overall and it works. <laughs> and uh, when you read, just please try to make sure like there's the subject and a verb because that's the, that's the basic form of English. So try to identify what the subject is and try to identify what the verb is because sometimes they're really long and you can't. Uh, your brain might get confused. So, you know, reading... It's not about speaking, but to broaden your vocabulary might work. Just don't read anything too academic unless you're trying to go that way because I don't want to hear anyone say something like, oh, I'm perspiring instead of I'm sweating. That's just wrong. (laughs) So yeah, the next one for pronunciation and it's part of speaking. Have a teacher that would correct your pronunciation. For me... Uh, it was when I had a teacher 
in middle school actually, and I was actually gonna uh, do a speech context, <laughs> speech contest, not context. And I was practicing my speech for weeks with the teacher, and his name is I'm not gonna name him, but I'm really thankful for him. He actually made me really conscious in a good way about my pronunciation and. You know what I would do is that I would go to the 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 room with him to practice my speech, and I would give a speech, and he would point out the parts that I didn't pronounce right, and I would practice it many times, and it really helps me. I don't know why, but it was such a nice moment. I think because no one would correct my pronunciation. In real life, because you know I'm just a foreigner that is speaking English as a second language, so it's not the pronunciation isn't as important. But to give a speech, that was important, and I nailed it. And I, <laughs> in a speech contest, I actually got the first place. I'm really happy about that. But I can honestly say, like, it's because of him, and he helped a lot with my pronunciation. What I mean when I say have a teacher that corrects. Your pronunciation is. There are some minor mistakes when it comes to pronunciation, and it's like saying abroad and abroad. Then correct pronunciation is abroad, but as I used to say, I I used to say something like abroad, which is wrong because you know, like I said, the the pronunciation of abroad is abroad. So make sure you ask your teacher, uh, they they correct it properly. I used to have a teacher that 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 corrected me, saying indigenous is indigenous. Those teachers don't know what they're talking about, and sometimes you may you may cross with them. But in general, you know, if you really want to improve your pronunciation, just you can you can ask them to、uh, pay attention to your pronunciation carefully. Or you can just、uh, work on to connecting or linking words. Like when you say, "Oh, I met her," I met her.、Um, you would say, "I met her" instead of "Oh, I met her." People don't、uh, say it like that in English. It's it sounds very robotic. So you can work on linking words, which is actually very important in the English language because you know no one says like, "I went to the library today." <laughs> If you want to improve your speaking, please listen to yourself speak and compare your pronunciation to native speakers. And I myself actually think that pronunciation is very important because, as one of my friends、uh, said, when you are American and you try to learn the Japanese language and you try to pronounce it, but you still don't sound like a native, that's not. Wrong pronunciation, but you're not pronouncing properly because when you speak in an American accent, you sound like an American, not Japanese, and that's American Japanese. Same goes with English. You can have your I don't Japanese English accent, and that's okay, but that's not English. That's not American English, and that's not the way native speakers sound. And I, you know, I honestly think, you know, if you are trying to improve your pronunciation or the accent, you can try try to have、uh, one specific accent that you will learn, and if you stick to that, your your pronunciation might get better. Listen carefully how native speakers speak, 
and how you speak. And if you spot a difference, that's where you where you should work on. And that's something I also should work on because my pronunciation is not perfect, as you can tell. The way to do it is like you record yourself talk, you listen to it over and over and spot some weird parts because I'm sure you will come across. Oh my god, you will come across with some parts that you sound weird. If you find that part, you should try to pronounce it correctly many times, so you will master it. And、um, to give you an example,、um, the word that I practiced so many times was probably like definitely and probably, and I still can't pronounce probably right. But、um, for definitely, like I would pronounce it so many times. Like I don't know, I don't know how many times I pronounced it, but it has a lot to do with、uh, the amount that you practice the word. And、same goes for literally.、Um, I I had to say it many times to, to sound like a native speaker. I guess when I say literally, and also when you try to pronounce a word, don't pronounce it as it's spelled. And I know it doesn't make sense because if that word is how it's spelled, you should pronounce it that way. But sometimes you look at the word and you think about it in your head, and when you're Japanese, your katakana kicks in. You're not supposed to pronounce English as katakana because English is not katakana; it's English. So you should listen to the pronunciation first and try to imitate the sound and then look at the word, so that katakana won't interrupt your brain. <laughs> okay, so for listening skill, I had a question about that.、Um, how did you improve your listening skills? So mostly, I improved it through talking with the native speakers, and that was that. But you can also, you know, like I said, watch some shows or watch TED Talk or anything that has English. When I hear new expressions or learn new words, I try to use it in context. So when there's a new word, I try to use it. And the way I do it is like I've always had a fair number of people that I would chat with because I was trying to speak English with as many people as I could. So whenever I find a situation where I can use a new word, I would try to use it. And if you, you know, learn a new word and try to use it as many times as you can, you'll learn how to use that in a proper context. And that's how I did it. And um. Yeah, like I think it takes a conscious practice. Like sometimes when you're speaking, the expression kind of kicks your brain and it goes, "Oh, I can use this expression," when you've literally never used it. But because you've heard it somewhere and your brain remembered it, you can use it. But it doesn't happen that often. So,、um, you know, whenever you try, I mean, you whenever you hear new expressions, try to note it down or just try to put it in your brain and. You can use it in in a context when the context comes to you. <laughs> and another question I had is um the listening uh it's it's also about the listening skill but um the person was saying like I'm not very good at uh doing listening questions for English proficiency test and I am not that good at listening to conversations of the native speakers. But can you please talk about、uh, how you how you learn that? Happy to be here. <laughs> What I would do is 
mustard phonetics and especially IPAs. Um, I actually posted IPAs uh, on my Instagram feed, Teriyaki Chicken Nugget. Um, explaining all the IPAs, and for those of you who don't know what IPAs are,、um, it's International Phonetic Sound. I mean, alphabets, so International Phonetic Alphabets. It's very useful because when you don't know how to pronounce the word and you look at IPA, there you have the correct pronunciation, and you just pronounce as it spelled in IPA. So I recommend it. But mastering phonetics. Um, if you learn how to how an alphabet sounds, you can kind of spell words from just listening to it, even though you don't know the correct spelling. And sometimes you get it,、um, sometimes you might get the right one, or sometimes you get it wrong, which is fine. But if you can sort of guess the spelling of the word when you hear the new word, and you can Google, then you can learn it. <laughs> If you start from there,、um, and you hear a word in English proficiency test, and you can kind of write it down, you might get it wrong, you might get it right. I mean, it's kind of risky, but you can definitely do that. And、um, you were saying that you are not that very good at、uh, listening to native conversations. You, do you mean like you're talking to a native speaker and you don't know what they're saying, or do you mean like there's multiple native speakers that are talking and you're just like listening、uh, to them talk? Because I can't, I don't understand conversation that conversations that. Only native people are having because I don't know why, but like when I was in Canada, I would have my friends talking to each other, and I would have no idea what they're talking about. And it's not about their pronunciation; it's probably the content they're talking about. They're probably talking about something that I'm not familiar with, and it it actually has a lot to do with the cultural background. So when you live in a certain area, there might be something or a common phenomenon. That happens in a specific area which you're not familiar with, and when they're talking about that, and you know, the the name of the phenomenon is actually the keyword of the conversation. So if you miss that, you don't know what they're talking about. So that sort of thing, and that happened a lot with me when I was in Canada. And I don't know, it's it's not something I can overcome because it's like there's a lot of koyumeishi specific terms, and I probably don't understand, and that's okay. You can just always ask them, but for a test, it's different because you can ask to repeat. So it's important that you get it at once. But it's really hard. I understand. I don't have any specific specific answers for that. Oh my god. Um, I think what I can tell you is like if you are taking a test like IELTS or TOEFL, watch TED Talk. I mean, they talk very slowly most of the time, so I don't think that would be an issue. But the key is that you listen to as much as you can, and if you could have the subtitles, you can sort of guess. Oh, so this word is spelt. I mean, this word is pronounced like that when they talk, and that's where you sort of start to have an idea of how English sounds actually. About pronunciation again. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today, but it's all related to English or、so、whatever. I don't know what it is, but I used to learn music when I was little. I mean, I play the piano since I was like eight, so that's where when I started playing the piano. And when you listen to piano, it's not like the the sound has 
a specific letter that you can listen to. It's like a sound. So when you think about English, and English is like a sound that you create vibrating your throat. Does it make sense? I mean, some people like to pronounce English as Japanese, and that's not that's not right at all because English is not Japanese. So you should be trying to create the sound that you hear. I haven't tested this theory yet, but I guess some people don't have many variety of sounds that they hear and they speak. So when they hear English, they hear、uh, katakana sounds. So they they try to pronounce it as katakana, or so I think. But for me, like because I was learning music and I know、uh, I've I've heard many sounds. Like you know, it's not just the piano, but other classical. Uh, musical instruments as well. So when you hear the sound, you you hear it as that and not katakana. So I would try to pronounce as it's pronounced by the native speakers, and that's that's honestly the only thing I can tell you. And yeah, I mean, I I didn't use like textbooks or grammar books to learn English, and I mean, the only thing I used was probably middle school textbooks, but that's only because I was in middle school. I mean, as much as input is important, output is as important as it is. So, make sure that you have a good balance of that, and you should be good, you know. And if you continue to do it, you should be fine. So to end this, if anyone asked me what the most important thing is when learning new words, I would say having context. In a sentence is the most important, and that's why I don't learn words from word books because most of the time it has zero context and you just learn the word. And the main thing I did is obviously wiki because if I hadn't used that app, I wouldn't have been able to have the fluency I have right now for speaking. So I really recommend it. And、um, as you do some chatting with people, you you'll take in and you'll learn words. That that the other person used that you're speaking to, and as you try to express your thoughts, you will、uh, train yourself to build sentences quickly. So as long as you have fun and enjoy the process, it is okay, and you can incorporate your interests with English, and that's great. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. This is it. Before I end, I want to talk about things I did not do when I was studying English. Reading word books,、uh, as I mentioned earlier,、um, because there's no context, and even though they usually have one example sentence, it's not enough because you can't get the tone. And words in Aiken Grade One, it it requires a specific context and a tone and nuance, and that's why I don't recommend learning words from that unless you're like trying very hard to pass Aiken Grade One. But if you read books which has Which have context, you'll learn words with context, so you can use it in a proper way. In writing down sentences,、um, I heard some people write down sentences off textbooks. I mean, I I didn't do it because I hate writing and I don't want to use my time like that. I mean, if you find it worth it, please do so, and if you can enjoy it, please do so. But I don't see myself enjoying、um, writing down sentences to memorize them or whatever. Um, dissecting grammar. It sounds to me very boring. I mean, I recently started doing because 
you know, now that I understand the differences between intransitive verbs and transitive verbs and other grammar uh, terms, I enjoy this process more. But if you're like a beginner, you don't need to dissect grammar. Or I wouldn't say you don't need to, but it's not as important as long as you know what the verb is and what the subject is and the rest is not that important. I mean, try to understand English as English. Don't put it in Japanese context and don't spend time trying to translate the whole thing as long as you can get the whole meaning. So interact and spend as much time as you can with English and you, you should improve. And that's all I can say. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for listening to my show. Um, it was kind of a lot of content in one episode. But I hope you you found it helpful. And if you have any other questions, please feel free to ask me either on Instagram, which is Teriyaki Chicken Nugget, or Twitter, which is Teriyaki underscore ENG, as in English. Um, I hope you guys have a great week this week and see you soon. Bye.